Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What's up and welcome everybody to episode one of the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. I'm Gordon, I'm your host, and I appreciate you being here. If you haven't gone back and listened to episode zero yet, and you're just starting with episode one, that's cool. I'm glad you're here. Uh, If you do have an extra 15, 20 minutes to go back and check that out, it'll kind of give you a little bit of an overview of what the podcast is all about, what I believe as some of my core beliefs for why the podcast was even built, and uh, some of my other business stuff that I'm doing and uh, just a little bit more about how I view some things that a lot of people talk about, but maybe, (laughs) maybe don't fully understand. And that's a lot of mentality and how that plays into how people evolve and devolve and make progress and then go backwards progressively uh, with their, their fitness and their health and all things related to, to that. So uh, anyway, Let's jump right into this. Episode one, uh, you know, when I was thinking about what to talk about in the first episode of this podcast, because I have so much stuff that I want to talk about. I've literally already have kind of months and months and months laid out for how I want to do this. But uh, I think the most important thing to to say out loud, since this is the podcast, you know, the Strength of Body and Mind podcast, uh, and it's really, it's health and fitness centric, uh, is is this, right? It's real simple. And that is the importance of movement, period, right? Movement, moving, moving the body is so important. People don't appreciate it enough. They don't respect it enough. And they don't understand the value enough in doing that. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by the value in moving the human body, right? In moving your body and the importance of movement? What do I mean by the value? The value is obviously all the the physical stuff, the physical benefits that come with that, right? You can breathe better. You can do your day-to-day stuff better. Like I said, you can, uh, your cardiovascular uh, system is in better shape. You know, you don't get winded as easy, all that stuff. Fine. Great. But what people don't often understand is what happens on the mental side, right? The mindset side, when you move your body, Right? And I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to get into the science of all this. Okay, I'm not going to pretend that I have a PhD in uh, sports science or whatever. But what I can tell you from firsthand experience, not just from me, but from all the people that I interact with, and my circle is pretty, pretty tight, and all the people in that circle are very health-centric and very health-focused, and most of them, to take it one step further, are very kind of like fitness uh extremists. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's a lot of people that I interact with on a regular basis that have developed this on their own through their own set of experiences and have uh are in total agreement. But here's what it is, okay? When you work out, when you exercise, when you run, when you do something that requires you to move your body in a way that is 
uh, it, you know, it develops a, st- a sweat or it make it's st- a stress on you enough to make you work for it. Okay. It challenges you. It has some sort of resistance, right? Usually that's like common stuff is like weightlifting, right? Or running, using exercise bands, something like that. Something that makes you work for it. Okay. When you do any of that stuff, you are going to create a massive rush of energy. And you know, that is, as far as I understand it, is really a blast of endorphins and it happens through your elevated heart rate and your muscles being exercised. So there's uh, blood pressure, um, you know, influx that happens to compensate for that. Your heart rate goes up, all that stuff, but you have uh, a rush of endorphins and essentially what that means and what it translates to is a ton of energy. Now it's not going to last eight, 10, 12 hours, but you get a drive of energy that's going to put you into an extremely productive state. And you're also going to feel really, really good. Just mentally, you're going to feel good. When you do something positive for yourself, you feel good about it. This is the way it is. And, you know, everyone kind of knows that everyone's experienced that. And it's, you know, that's, that's stuff other than exercise too, right? When you do something positive for yourself and you know, you're doing something to, to better yourself, you feel good about it. But when you exercise, when you are doing something fitness related and it's making you work for it and you know that you're, you're actually, <laughs> you're benefiting your, your body through beating it down, which is cool. You know, it's kind of ironic, but it's awesome. And, uh, when you do that, this energy that comes from it is unlike anything that you're going to get from caffeine, you know, maybe a drug too. I'm not sure, (laughs) but, uh, it's it's definitely not something you're going to be able to replicate with caffeine or pre-workout or anything like that, or an energy drink. It's just not going to happen. So anyway, endorphins, okay. Energy. That's great, but that's not even really the biggest benefit, uh, meant on the mental side of things. It's a great benefit, and it's one that I personally are almost—I'll say I'm almost addicted to. <laughs> and I think most people who get into a regular fitness routine are also like pretty much addicted to that feeling. And it's not a true addiction in the sense of the word, but it's—it's it's like it's almost like when when you don't exercise and you don't experience that rush, then you know something's missing, and it's just—it's—it's uh, it's hard to describe. But the feeling's amazing. It is addicting, and. Uh, it is a major benefit from working out and exercising. But the other thing that I think is like way, way, way more important is in the background. Okay. And it's, uh, it's more of a, of a mentality adjustment that happens. And every time you work out and every time you exercise, every time you go into the gym, lift weights or run or whatever, you are slowly strengthening that mentality. And that mentality, you know, it's, it's what drives everything. So it's what's creating your lifestyle and it is what is creating your confidence and it is what is creating your discipline and it's what's creating, you don't know this, you don't realize that when it's happening because it's slow, but it's what is creating your ability to continue doing all the things that are going to be better for you in the long run, physically and health wise. And it's the truth. Right. Nobody, nobody wants to like for no reason, right. Without having a reason, nobody inherently wants to go to the gym and put themselves through punishment. Nobody wants to go out and run five miles a day and put themselves through that and, you know, impose all that, uh, all that stress on their joints, their knees, their ankles, 
Nobody wants to eat food that doesn't taste amazing. You know, nobody wants to do all that stuff inherently. Everyone who generates those habits does so for a reason. And that reason is usually some sort of defense, right? It's either they got like fat and they got overweight, uh, like I did, and they go on defense. And so now they start trying to make adjustments and pivots to their lifestyle so that they can, you know, combat that. And uh, they're defending against their old lifestyle, which is hard. It's really hard. Uh, Or, right, maybe they're lucky enough that someone stepped in to their life and helped them uh, do something preventative. So before they got to a point where they had to go on full defense, they were able to have the door open to them and now they're going on full offense, but something triggered that, right? Or they have a hereditary, um, you know, like a health condition or the doctor, you know, someone told them they have something, right? Something going on, or maybe they experienced an injury, whatever, something triggered it. No one inherently wants to do this. But if you look at any competing or passionate athlete, and when I say athlete, they don't need to be a sponsored athlete that goes and performs, you know, for like some regional thing or some championship. Uh, they An athlete can just be somebody who is passionate enough at their own level, their personal level, that they take it so seriously that it drives their lifestyle. If you look at any athlete who does that and makes it a priority, who has gone through that whole mental shift of um, having that triggering event that put them into this whole uh, sort of like, like uh, I guess, mindset and lifestyle of prioritizing all that stuff, they're on a completely different plane, right? They're on a completely different level. And the reason for that is because they've been able to go and and break through that that whole mental barrier of you know building up the mentality that drives the discipline in order for them to continue going back again and again and again and again and what they what they become addicted to is not the endorphin rush or the energy or any of that stuff that they that they experience like actually experience and they can you know tell when that's happening sort of thing that's not it it's that they become addicted to doing the right thing for their body, right? Which is movement, right? So movement drives everything, but it sits on the back of having the right mentality. It all plays together. And if this is confusing, it doesn't make a lot of sense at first. I get it. I understand, but it's the truth. It's real. And I believe it down to my core. And I'm going to walk through it one more time and try to paint the picture so that you can understand And it goes like this, okay? Movement is so critically important. When you move your body, you are driving energy levels naturally in your body. You're releasing endorphins. You're producing energy. That energy, right? That energy that's felt by you when you experience this, by all of us, allows and promotes the development of a mindset, right? That mindset becomes used to that. It becomes used to being stimulated by the energy that's produced by all this exercise. And that mindset slowly builds one layer at a time over and over and over again. And as that builds, because you're moving your body day after day after day, you start to develop disciplines. And sometimes you don't even know you're doing it. You develop disciplines 
that drive your lifestyle to cater to moving your body more and more and more. And as you do that, your mindset is built at the same time. And as your mindset develops, your disciplines change to continue to map to that, right? They continue to map to that feeling and you naturally start to expect it. So it is, in a sense, kind of like a drug. You start to expect it. And then the better you do for your body by exercising, the more you get used to that, the better you feel naturally because of the energy, but the better you also feel because you know you're doing something beneficial for yourself. Movement is so critically important, guys, and it's hard to explain it. Uh, A lot of people try to explain it simply by saying, Uh, how I described it earlier, which is, yeah, exercise and you'll live longer. Exercise and your life will be easier because you have more muscle mass. Exercise because uh, you won't have as many blood clots. You won't need a stint or a triple bypass or something later in life. You know, you can still get those because of hereditary issues, but your chances are going to be lower. But anyway, exercise, yes, all those things happen, but there's more to it and, and the majority of the benefit comes on the mental side. And as you develop that mentality, as you develop those disciplines that cater to that, as you develop that whole lifestyle internally, right, which is mostly in your head, it's in your brain, then your whole life will begin to change as you realize, recognize, and continue to drive forward on a path of better health and doing better things for yourself. Okay, that's really the punchline of this whole thing. And I'm fascinated by that. I don't think a lot of people fully understand it. And I feel like I understand it at least a little bit and at least more than most people because I've experienced it. So that's that's it, <laughs> right? The importance of movement is that movement is everything. Now, having said that, I want to address something that I know plagues a lot of people, okay? And it's this fear and intimidation and scarcity about working out and exercising. So there's a huge stigma around gyms, as an example, Uh, you know, especially gyms that cater more to bodybuilders or like a younger crowd or something. If you're like me and you're in your thirties or if you're a little bit older in your forties or fifties or whatever, you know, the gym might be intimidating to, to you, you know, and that's perfectly understandable. When I was younger, my self-confidence was absolute shit. Like I didn't believe in myself at all. Uh, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, I had self image issues like crazy, you know, I couldn't talk to people. And the thing about going to the gym was I had trouble just kind of mustering up the courage to work out in front of my friends. And that was a huge problem for me. And maybe you're in that situation, maybe you're not. But when you go into a gym and you know that you don't know anything about how the proper form is for a squat or how to do a deadlift or how to, you know, curl <laughs> curl uh, dumbbells properly or, you know, something simple like that. I mean, shit, if you don't even know how to use an elliptical properly, which is a real thing, then you're, you know, you might very well feel insecure and not want to do it. And I get that. I respect it hundred percent. And I'm here to encourage you and to tell you and remind myself constantly that we don't know anything, you know, in the grand scheme, like we don't know a lot, uh, And once you start to think that you know a lot about something, you start to learn that you don't know really anything about it. Like it's hard to become an actual master in something. So when it comes to exercise and it comes to working out, 
Uh, I consider myself experienced. I know a lot about it and I can talk about it and I can do all of it that I've tried. And I've done all that through practice and I had to get over myself. Basically, I had to get over the fact that I don't know anything (laughs) and I had to go in and try stuff for the first time. And I had to watch YouTube videos, literally watch YouTube videos of people working out to figure out how to do an exercise the right way. I had to uh, watch people in the gym do an exercise to understand exactly how the right form should be. I had to talk to people, ask questions, and not be afraid of that. But it was hard, and the first time was the hardest, and then it got easier and easier. And by the way, it took multiple years for me to really get to a point where I was totally comfortable. And that's just the way it is. So I have the utmost respect and appreciation for the fact that you may not be confident enough to go into a gym like cold turkey and just try something for the first time. I get it. But you have a lot of resources at your disposal. You have YouTube. You have the Google machine. You can go check stuff out and find out what the right form is. And you know, when it comes to form, and the reason I'm even talking about form is because form applies to everything. Again, it applies to running, it applies to using machines, it applies to weightlifting especially, all right? Uh, A lot of people talk about CrossFit today, and it especially applies in CrossFit. There's a lot of compound lifts in CrossFit that could uh, get you seriously injured if you don't know what you're doing. It applies to everything. And, you know, circling back, if you're intimidated or if you know somebody that's intimidated or nervous Uh, about going and working out for the first time, or maybe they've tried it a little bit and they just felt too uh, self-conscious because there's other people around them that are better at it or whatever. The thing to remember is that literally everything in your life is hard the first time, everything. And it's weird and it's scary and it's intimidating and it's tough the first time you do it. Okay. But you do it once, right? You, you, you bleed a little bit, you do it again, you bleed less, you do it over and over again, you get really good at it. It's the way it is. And everybody at the gym, everybody who runs, everybody who sprints, everyone who does anything physical was not born with the ability to do that right off the bat. Okay. We all sucked the first time we did it. All right. And most people are going to recognize that a beginner is there, you know, doing something like at the gym and they're not going to say shit because they know they were there once too. And that's just the way it is. Okay. So everything's hard the first time you do it. You just got to go in and actually do it. And the other thing is that when you start to do something like this and you start an exercise routine or you start a workout plan or something and you start to actually see results, right? And all of the mental benefits that come from that and all the physical benefits that come from that actually take place. That is one thing. And like, pretty much literally the only thing in the world that no one can ever take from you and no one can do for you. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, if you start to think about some of the stuff we do on a daily basis, like this is getting really out there, but if you start to think about some of the stuff we do on a daily basis, eat, breathe, you know, walk around if you walk or, you know, whatever, go places, do stuff, uh, work like most of those things, people can help you do and people can do for you. Like literally, if you got in a car accident, the hospital could keep you alive, right? They could, they could put, hook up a bunch of hoses and shit and keep you alive for a long time. Uh, nobody can actually create the mentality for you that you get from 
moving your body and building the physical strength and foundation that comes from that. Nobody can take that away. When you build that, it's yours, right? Literally yours, yours alone, and nobody can take that and nobody can do it for you, right? It's the one, like the one thing you can create that's real and no one can take it from you, okay? So, you know, I'm, I'm personally proud of what I have created for myself in that respect. And everybody I know who's done that, everybody I know who's gone through a transformation or has beat uh, anorexia by, you know, changing their lifestyle and exercising and eating right, uh, you know, or has had like a serious nutrition issue or health issue and has fought that off by incorporating exercise and, and then watched the mentality drive the discipline that drives the exercise and gotten themselves into an amazing state of peace and health. Anyone who's gone through that recognizes how important that is, that they've built that, and it has changed their life in so many ways, and they also recognize that nobody can take that away. Not only can nobody take it away, but it is what makes them them, right? Uh, Like for me, that's what one of the things that makes me me is that I know firsthand that I was the one that was able to push myself to lose the weight that I needed to lose and build the muscle that I wanted to build. And I'm always continuing to develop, but I know where I started. I know where I am now. I know the results are drastic. And the thing is like, they're drastic when you're looking from outside. Okay. But internally me, like I still feel like it was insignificant and I still feel like I could do it again. And I still feel like anybody could do it, but the reality is most people struggle with it. Okay. So, but you know, again, I know what it's done for me mentally and I know the confidence that it's brought me and I know that it can also happen to you and I know what you can experience positively by going through this kind of thing. Okay. So we've talked a lot about mentality and big picture stuff, moving your body and how it relates to endorphin rushes and how you can build mindset from that, which drives discipline, which drives more exercise that's beneficial for your body and uh, mind. Uh, but I want to, I wanted to get into something a little bit more practical. You know, if you're new to exercise and fitness and you're not really sure where to start, I'm just going to leave this here because I think it's incredibly important. And that is, um, essentially in my opinion, the five steps in order, uh, of difficulty or in order of, of skill, I'll say, you know, quote unquote skill, uh, of where to begin and what to graduate to. So, um, like number one, for example, right? The first, the first thing that I think anybody who hasn't exercised in a long time should really do, should absolutely do, should, should not just consider, but actually start doing like right now, like right now during this podcast is stretching. All right. Sounds simple. It might sound insignificant. It's so incredibly important, especially as you get a little bit older. Uh, (laughs) stretching is everything, right? Nobody can weight lift without stretching, not for very long. Nobody can compete in any real sport without stretching, just the way it is. Uh, stretching, stretch your legs, hamstrings, stretch your, your, the front of your legs, the quads, those muscles in the front and above your knees, uh, stretch your calves, right? By pointing your toes out, uh, stretch your upper body, right? Arms, shoulders, neck, uh, even your hands, wrists. Now I have tendonitis in my right elbow. And so every single day, right? Before I do anything, as soon as I wake up, the first thing I do is I really, really stretch out 
uh, I do my whole body now, but one of the things I really focus on, I give a little bit more emphasis on is my right forearm and my right bicep, tricep area, my upper arm and my wrist. I, I spend a lot of time stretching that out and just getting the blood moving in my arm because if I don't, then my day sucks <laughs> and I have all this tightness in my elbow that makes a lot of stuff, like even lifting a cup of coffee, uh, somewhat difficult. So stretching is so incredibly important and just stretching, you'll be amazed just how stretching opens up your body a little bit and opens up your mind at the same time. Uh, okay. So, um, that's a great place to start. It's the best place to start hands down. Okay. The second, like the second thing to graduate to is walking. And I don't mean walking up the stairs all right, or walking to your car. I mean, walking like three miles, two miles, five miles, like an actual exercise induced walk. Okay. It sounds simple again, but if you actually invest the time to walk three extra miles or two extra miles, four to seven days a week, right? You'd be absolutely amazed at all the benefits that come from that. Okay. And then from walking, right, you can graduate to something a little bit more intense, right? Running, biking, elliptical, something like that. And incorporating that at a higher speed with more resistance makes everything that you got from walking even better. Now, personally, I hate running. Uh, biking is okay, but I actually love the elliptical and nothing has melted fat more for me than the elliptical combined with weightlifting. We'll get into that in a minute, but the elliptical is hands down my favorite method of cardio. Okay. It's also really, really easy on the knees. So if you're getting a little bit older, running might be a little bit too much of an impact on your knees and ankles and hips actually too. So, uh, the elliptical is great for that. All right now from there, right? I recommend graduating to like basic calisthenic exercises. Okay. Push-ups, uh, you know, sit-ups and crunches are okay, but push-ups are probably like the ultimate exercise for that that you can do at home and also pull-ups. Now, pull-ups are, are, are funny because people, you know, they realize how difficult pull-ups are. Like they can't lift their body. They can't pull themselves up and get their chin over that bar, um, which is okay. You know, when I first started doing pull-ups, I couldn't do one pull-up. All those times in gym class growing up when I was a kid and we had to uh, hop up on the bar and see how many pull-ups we could do. I could never do any, I could always, you know, I was always coming in at zero, like a big fat goose egg. And that made me feel honestly, that made me feel like a piece of shit. But anyway, I worked at it, right? You hang on the bar for a while the first time and you try to pull, you get yourself a couple inches and then you do it again the next day, you do it again the next day. And before you know it, you're doing like 15 straight, no problem. Honestly, I think literally anybody could do it. It just takes a little bit of practice. And when you can do pull-ups and push-ups, pull-ups and push-ups, calisthenic exercises that don't cost any money to do, you don't need any fancy machines to do these, uh, when you can do those, it's amazing the strength that gets built from that, the physical strength that gets built from that. So that is kind of the last step before graduating to what I highly recommend every single person do, which is incorporating some sort of weightlifting into their routine. I think weightlifting is kind of like level five here, right? It's like, it's the last level that you have to get to. Um, and all of those things are forms of body movement, right? But weightlifting is the one that will actually build 
strength and it'll actually hit your body in a way that nothing else is going to hit it. It's going to cause a whole new level of fat burning and a whole new level of the way your body essentially changes shape to adapt to the new muscle mass. All right. Now, a lot of people are, are especially women, uh, shy away from weightlifting because they don't want to get big. They don't. They feel like if they lift a weight one time, they're gonna get their, uh, like these these crazy like steroid looking muscles, and it's just not the case, right? And we can get into that another time. Uh, but I will tell you that is absolutely not the case. And by the way, when I say weightlifting, I don't mean go to the gym and load up the bar with 400 pounds and try to lift it. I mean taking a 10 pound dumbbell in each hand and doing starting off with some curls and then maybe doing some some lunges. Uh, your basic stuff like that. Okay. I'll get into specifics another time, but weightlifting is so critically important and it doesn't have to be that much weight, but by adding that extra resistance to your body while you're moving, right? That extra weight by holding a weight, it, it, again, it just hits your body in a completely different way and nothing else can replicate that just the way it is. So, uh, again, those are the things that I recommend if you have not taken this seriously for a long time, that you at least consider incorporating these things into your daily routine. Um, again, those are stretching in order, stretching, walking, uh, running or biking or elliptical or something like that. Calisthenic exercises like push-ups, pull-ups, crunches, side bends, planks, things like that. And then ultimately graduating to weightlifting. Okay. So there's a little bit of a practical approach on how to get started with this. And if you incorporate these, again, the, the mental effect that you are going to feel as a result of this is going to change your life. Okay. So that's going to do it for episode one. Uh, on episode two coming up, we're going to talk about the mental side of this. Okay. The importance of thinking and the importance of challenging your mind. And some of that's going to play into how you frame your day around some of the stuff we just talked about here, which is obviously the importance of movement. Okay. So get ready for that coming up on Thursday. Again, thank you so much for checking this out. And if you got anything out of this, please leave me a review in iTunes. Um, iTunes is the platform that means the most as far as impact. And, uh, you know, if you loved it, hated it, please leave a review either way. And if you did like it also sharing with a friend is cool. I appreciate that too. So anyways, take care guys. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. See ya.